The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate world. the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you would like to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face. It's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page and you'll see a streaming live there. Blow it up on your device, whatever it is. And then be sure to click on the platform icon. Join us in the chat. Love to see you there. Lots of friends in there this morning. Good morning to everybody. Uh, guys on Rumble. It's it, Millie, I see that you're in there. And I know Lori is usually in there. But um, <clears throat> I, it's just really hard for me to see you guys in that chat. Uh, and I really wish there was a way we could bring it all together like I do all the other platforms. But we are streaming live on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. 
We are streaming on Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. Uh, DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. And Setting Brush Fires on Twitch, as well as Roku. If you got a Roku device, we're on Cutting Edge TV there, and we appreciate those guys uh, carrying us as well. Right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. That will be there until 3 o'clock this afternoon, Eastern. And then he'll be live. So if you want to hear Bradley, if you guys are... Uh, Bradley's not... Oh, well, Bradley is on Red State. I just don't know which platform, because there's like two different streams there I think Scott has. And so <clears throat> Bradley is on. I just don't know which one he's on. <laughs> so if you haven't heard Bradley, you're interested in hearing Bradley, then uh, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, 3 p.m. Eastern today, and uh, and check him out. All right? Um, he's truly... I, I got to tell you, in my opinion... Um, I think he's got a real gift for going back and for interweaving the scriptures into whatever the news cycle is or whatever he's speaking on. It <clears throat> makes it very understandable as to what's going on and uh, and what the what the solution is. I mean, we're not here just to bring you the bad news. We're here to bring you a solution to it. Um, so that's, like I say, if you haven't heard him, you need to check that out. Also, be sure to sign up for a newsletter. That's right above there where you can do that on sonsoflibertymedia.com. Uh, sign up for that, and then you'll get your first installment tonight if you've not done that. That includes the morning show archive, by the way. So, you know, I have people all the time in the chat. I have them afterwards sending emails and stuff saying, hey, where can I get that video? Well, I'm, I tell you, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It's in the morning show archive, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Look for the same title as what you see on the video platform, if you're on the video platforms, if you're if you're on uh, Red State Talk Radio, it's Robert F. Kennedy's bombshells explode in the face of Fauci and the CIA. So just look for that at SonsLibertyMedia.com a little bit later on this morning. If you agree with our message, you would like to help us, um, there's a way to do that. There's a donate button at the top of the page of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or become a partner with us, a monthly partner, as a son or daughter of Liberty. That link is also there. And then our store is available. And so we've got that in here. And uh, this week, we are highlighting, because of mainly because of the Supreme Court stuff that's going on. Um, <clears throat> you know, everybody gets all up in arms. They're, they're all excited. Oh, this could, this could overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, let me tell you something. Roe v. Wade is not law. And I've heard some, some highly educated people say, well, if the Supreme Court rules it this way, it is law. And I'm like, no, it is not. The Constitution doesn't say anything about that. People just think those nine people up there in their little black robes determine everything for everybody else. No, that was one case. Their ruling applies to that one case. That's it. And uh, we need to live like that. And we need to repent, that means to change your mind, about how we think about these Supreme Court rulings. What are you going to do when a Supreme Court comes down and says, well, um, you can't have a gun? What are you going to do then? You're going to say, oh, well, see, the Supreme Court ruled, so, uh, you know, no. So this week we're highlighting the For the Children book. And again, if the ears won't hear it, tell it to the eyes. And that's what Stephanie does. Uh, This small little book you can fit in your pocket. It's a thick book. It's made out of high-quality paper. Words and pictures to show you what abortion does to little babies. Little human beings made in the image of God. We're not idolizing babies, but we do believe all life is precious. 
And so therefore, when this this kind of stuff is going, and by the way, I'm going to show you some stuff this morning. Um, you know, if you haven't had it with Dr. Fauci, what I'm going to show you this morning is I, I, how Rand Paul. Oh, well, I'm going to get ahead of myself. If you want to pick up this book, uh, $10 is the normal um, donation for it. But this week only through Saturday at midnight, you can get 25% off when you use the promo code LIFE, L-I-F-E. Um, do that in the store. You get 25% off. That's promo code LIFE, and the book is for the children. Now, <clears throat> I was, I'm getting ahead of myself. Last night, I decided to uh, to go in, and I got the book that um, is out by Robert F. Kennedy, The Real Anthony Fauci. Okay, I, Now, I got it on an audible because... To tell you the truth, I, I got stacks of books here that I just, it's hard for me to get to reading um, a lot of the hardcover paper books anymore. I mean, it really is kind of difficult. So most of my stuff is on uh, a Kindle or it's on an Audible, okay? And uh, so I began to listen to that last night. Um, and as it, you know, I'm just kind of through the introduction and right into the first part of the book. But you know, my curiosity has been stirred up from some of the articles we've had out at sonsalertingmedia.com. And a couple, and a couple of those were from yesterday that I put out. Uh, of course, you know, Fauci's an easy guy, an easy target to hate. Now, he's not the only guy doing this stuff. He's not running the show all on his own. There's no doubt in my mind that he has handlers. There's no doubt that he has co-conspirators in all of this. And so <clears throat> I, I don't want to paint it as, well, if we just deal with him, if we just deal with him, <clears throat> we'll clear up everything else. That's not going to be the case, okay? The, there's a whole slew of these people in our government. And this is why I got to tell you, I just, it's like D.C. is a dead body. There is no cancer eating it, blah, blah, blah. It's dead. It's dead. And... um you know, I, I think the states need to take back their sovereignty. That's that's me. And uh, no, I'm not calling for a revolution. I'm calling for uh, a dissolution of D.C., that the decentralization, get it back to the states. Um, states have their own problems. They have enough problems in, with corruption in the states, even the good ones. You know, uh, we're told Texas and Florida. And you ought to see the corruption that goes on down there. If you don't believe that Florida is corrupt... <laughs> Uh, go back and read some of my articles from the stuff I was putting out, what was it, a year or two ago, on what was going on there, going right up to the Attorney General and the uh, the Governor, Ron DeSantis, and a failure to arrest, prosecute a sheriff down there where we gave them documentation of his crimes. We pointed to the law, and we actually gave documentation of his crimes. From New York, actual paperwork that showed he did not meet the state's requirement. He had been impersonating a police officer for over 16 years. They did nothing. The Ethics Commission did nothing. Um, uh, Florida law enforcement wouldn't do anything. The governor's office wouldn't do anything. Attorney General's office, nothing. So, you know, it's just like everything else. There is a bunch of corruption in the states. We don't need it at the federal level, too. So in any case, what I want to do is I want to start off with um, a short little thing. Now, look, we've been dealing with Fauci. 
here recently. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying, Alicia. <laughs> He's done nothing. Uh, and I know myself, former sheriff uh, Rod Shope, and some other people had sent people who had worked in this county in the sheriff's office, or yeah, ha- had sent this information. And so, yeah, when when they're telling you these things, uh, how great they are, how tough on crime they are, blah, all this stuff, yeah, always look a little further than whatever they're saying. Okay, just just look a little further than whatever they're saying. So. We've heard all the stuff over the past couple of years from this little rat Nazi Fauci. And I hear he's not a little guy. I hear he's like 6'1 or something, which he was standing beside some woman. And I was like, she was as tall as he was, which, you know, you know what that makes me think. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, in any case, there was a video that was put out by the Reed Report. Now, I've not heard of them, but it, the video is well done. It's only about three and a half minutes. I want to play this as a start off to the show today. Uh, and this was prepared for actually for InfoWars, but just take a listen to the information here because I think you're going to find it very enlightening if you're not familiar with uh, some of Fauci's history. Here it is. The reception of Robert Kennedy Jr.'s book, The Real Anthony Fauci, is clear evidence of a mass awakening. The people are waking up to see Fauci for what he is, an absolute psychopath. We've learned of how he directed experiments at the NIAID in which beagles had their vocal cords removed and their heads enclosed in cages where sand fleas ate them alive. And we've learned of how he fraudulently used PCR tests to illegitimately push a known deadly drug upon tens of thousands of people. And many are now learning that in 1992, under the direction of Anthony Fauci, the NIAID funded drug trials on HIV-positive children. Although many of the children were healthy and asymptomatic, they had merely tested positive via faulty PCR tests administered through New York's Child Welfare Department, who then handed them over to the deadly experiments. Most of the drugs being tested on the children were already known to cause deformities, organ failure, brain damage, and other lethal side effects. Keep in mind, this is not Nazi Germany, this is the USA. ...continue with the drugs regardless of negative side effects. Those administering the drugs were explicitly told that all adverse side effects they witnessed in the children were being caused by the HIV infection and not the drugs. When parents refused to consent to these barbaric trials, children's services took their kids and placed them with foster families or children's homes where participation in the trial would be assured. When the children resisted the deadly drugs, they were brought to Columbia Presbyterian Hospital where plastic tubes were surgically inserted into their stomachs. That hospital and needs to change its name. They were trying to escape were pumped directly into their bodies. Once the children died, their bodies were added to a mass grave in Hawthorne, New York, a large pit with astroturf thrown over it. To get around the Nuremberg Code and other laws, the state of New York created a special review board comprised of the hospital stakeholders. One may wonder, other than torturing and killing innocent children, what were they trying to accomplish? 
They already knew of the negative side effects that these drugs were having on adults. But the more we learn about Anthony Fauci, the more we realize that he is an absolute psychopath. And it doesn't matter why psychopaths do what they do. Fauci and his criminal cohorts belong in cages, at the very least. Anthony Fauci is just one old crook in a massive conspiracy that is aggressively pushing to inject everyone's children with the new deadly and debilitating mRNA experimental jabs, whether you like it or not. Going after Fauci is a drop in the bucket, but at least it's a start. For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese. All right, so again, this is not China. This is not Nazi Germany. This is the United States. You don't want to go along with it with your kids? Okay, we're going to come take your kids. We're going to take them to a hospital that I'm telling you, Columbia Presbyterian, you people up there need to change your name. You really do. You're not Presbyterian. This is this is against anything that any God-fearing Presbyterian would uphold. And you would work with somebody like Anthony Fauci to harm these little children? Let me tell you something. Everybody involved, Jesus had something to say to you. It would be better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck. Not thrown in the cage. You would be better with a millstone wrapped around your neck. And you throw yourself into the sea. And yes, suicide is forbidden too. It's self-murder. You shall not murder. But it would be better for you to do that than to cause one of the little ones to stumble, whether that is in doctrine or whether that is in what's going on here. And now we're seeing what he was doing with beagles. We're seeing what he's, he's got his own you know island of monkeys. And I'm telling you, there is a part of me, I, I, I had never really considered this up until recently. The testing of animals. You know, the Bible says that we're supposed to take care of our animals. You say, Tim, well, don't you eat meat? Yeah, I do. And there's a humane way to do those kinds of things, to deal with slaughtering animals. But it's an issue where we're not putting them through this kind of intentional suffering. I'm just blown away by it. So when we look at this stuff, and I've got several videos I really want to play because I think they all tie into it. Some of them I've played, a couple of them I've played before. But as I start this book, uh, you know, I've already got that. Then we picked up yesterday another piece of information, and that was with regard to the CIA. Now, I'm going to get to that in just a moment. But I want you to listen to this. I just want to read this part here because I think it's so important. Now, this came out uh, the end of November. And this was on the very things that you just heard about in that video by Greg Reese. And thank you, Philly, for letting me know that that's, that's been out a week. But, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people, there's just so much stuff that we get flooded with every day. There's no way we can keep up with everything. Some of you guys do it better than I do. I mean, I have to, I have to put some out. So I have to take time to focus on some of those things. But it's interesting, you know, John Rappaport, he's a former CBS Health Watch reporter, um, he had an article out a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he was speaking about this. There was an investigative reporter in 2014. 
His name was Liam Sheff. And he wrote an or an article looking back on the orphan scandal. Okay. Ten years earlier, he had broken the story, and then he was subjected to multiple attacks in the press. He is he, but he's right on. He's right on. So here's 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 what he had to say. Here's what this guy, uh, Chef, had to say. In 2004, I broke up on the NIH clinical trial scandal, the internationally covered story of hundreds of New York City orphans used by government agencies and pharmaceutical companies in deadly AIDS drug to- drug trials. In reporting this issue, I entered the orphanage where children were being used as guinea pigs and over a period of several years took interviews with mothers, children, and child care workers at the Incarnation uh, Children's Center. I also interviewed the medical director and investigated the FDA documentation and published medical literature on the tests and drugs used, drugs which were often force-fed through nasal and gastric tubes to the children. I reported several deaths in children. And I apologize if my uh, fan has been going on like a jet or something like that. (laughs) Uh, I also interviewed the medical director, the investigated and investigated the FDA documentation, published uh, medical literature on tests and drugs used drugs, which were okay. So I read that. I'm sorry. I got off because I was cutting the fan off. I reported several deaths in children. And although the mainstream denied that any deaths were due to drug toxicity, they admit that over 200 children died. 200 children. I, I, you know, forgive me here. When something comes on the news and you have something about one child or a couple of children that are mistreated, that are harmed in some way, people rightly lose their minds. They go outside of their heads wanting somebody to be accountable. And here we've got 200 children taken from their parents and made to be lab rats. That's what they are. They call them guinea pigs, but they're made to be lab rats. Okay? Chef goes on. In 2005, the city of New York hired the Vera Institute to form a final report on the drug trials. Vera was given no access to medical records for any of the children used in the trials. Their report was published in 2008. They reported that 25 children died during the drug studies, that an additional 55 children died following the studies in foster care, and according to Tim Ross, Director of Child Welfare Program at Vera as of 2009, 29% of the remaining 417 children who were used in drug studies had died out of a total 532 children that are admitted to have been used. Friends, there's a reason that I talk about having a militia. This would have been a good place to have a militia exercise their constitutional authority. Just saying. Quit waiting on cue, people. You you guys who are still doing that nonsense. We're the solution. The Constitution has said so. It is lawful for us to be the militia to enforce the law against junk like this, and to spare the children. The Wikipedia writer covers up all the details as expected. Wikipedia says no payment or compensation has been paid to any of the children used in the trials or to their families. Of course not. That cuts into the profits if they have to pay that. 
The New York Times, which was instrumental in covering up the story, no surprise there, hired Janie Scott and Leslie Kaufman. These people ought to be listed as co-conspirators here. Dirty devils. To write a hit piece on me in 2005. They declared the following about using orphans in drug trials. It was seen as one of the great successes of AIDS treatment. Now, how do you... How do you call killing off little kids a success? How do you do that? Only a reprobate mind would say such a thing. Um, The only approved drugs were for adults, and many of the patients were foster children. So doctors obtained permission to include foster children in what they regarded as promising drug trials. Look at what they're doing. They're they're stealing the children. It's man-stealing. Now, let's be very clear. The Bible is, is, is straightforward on this, okay? If you're engaged in man-stealing, it's a death penalty. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. No ifs, you, you're going to kidnap, that's a death penalty. Sorry, it is. These people legalized man-stealing to steal people's children, their offspring. Yeah, I get it. I get the words. And some of you don't realize that difference of terminology, that's how they're using it against us. Like little magic spells, if you say the right word, then you can get get by with it. You call them children, which the Bible calls them children. Then somehow they're uh, an entity other than necessarily a person. They can be a corporation. And so, you know, if we we kill them, if we injure them, it's, it's a corporation. It's not really a person. Wait a minute, person is used like that too. You see, they've manipulated the language. There's going to be something I'm going to have in the future on some of that, some of the stuff I'm learning, and it's just, it's mind-boggling. It really is mind-boggling what they do. Let me continue on with this um, piece here from Mr. Chef. So doctors obtained permission to include foster children in what they regarded as promising drug trials. Later in the article, Scott admits that the permissions for many of these children are missing. No kidding. Really? Or were never there. She continued, there is little evidence that the trials were anything but a medical success. Um, We just saw a mass grave with little kids buried in it, stolen from their parents, given and subjected to these deadly experiments by people who were not their parents and then thrown away like they're a piece of garbage. But little evidence that the trials were anything but a medical success. And, of course, we had AZT. Fauci gave us that for those AIDS patients. And look, however people got the AIDS or whatever the case may be, here's the question. Did they deserve to be killed off by a criminal mind such as Fauci and his goons? And this is ghoulish. This is not medicine. This is not science. This is murder. And I'm going to bring that up in just a minute uh, when we get to that part. No, we did not review patients' medical files. I would be surprised if that would not have been a breach of patient confidentiality. <laughs> if someone had shown them to us. An unexpected side effect would have been a side effect not previously seen in responses to those drugs, presumably. 
Advanced testing methods were the methods available at the time for diagnosing HIV infection. It's the same nonsense that we're dealing with now with the, with the convids. I do not recall interviewing Dr. Painter, the doctor in charge of the orphanage and orphans, but I may simply not remember. No, you would know if you interviewed this guy. You, you would know. As you know, the Times moved to a new office a year ago. It was not possible to move all of our files. In my case, I threw away files that were more than 12 months old. As you know, the story you are asking about was done in 2005. I do not recall which studies we looked at. There were a lot of them. Some were easily accessible than others, and as you know, as for mentioning side effects and FDA warnings, there are side effects and FDA warnings on many, if not most, drugs. No, they're on every drug. And the death count from those drugs approved by the FDA is incredible. Millions of Americans dead due to drugs the FDA approved. And their approval says what? What, what, does, that, what does that communicate to, to the public? Safe and effective, just like they're doing with this deadly thing that they knew was deadly the first month they put it out to the public in experimental trials. We're still in that, guys. It goes on to say the side effects of early age drugs have been written about extensively. And as I have said before, we were not presuming to judge whether or not experimental age drugs should have been tried on children. Question that I suspect a few journalists would be qualified to answer. We were attempting to put a a public controversy in context. If you have further objections to the way the story is handled, I suggest you contact Joe Sexton, the editor of the Metropolitan News section of the paper, blah, 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 blah. And then it says, in 2009, the Times admitted that many children had died, but the Vera Institute hired to investigate the trials was also forbidden from looking at medical records. Their investigator also refused to take data from me on the trials, lists of the trials themselves, the drugs used, and their recorded black box warnings in a follow-up interview with Vera Miles of WBAI, the head of the Vera Institute, admitted that many more children had died. <sighs> Again, this isn't Nazi Germany. This is the United States. This is New York. When you, when, when you sit and let this sink in, the weight of this, of what's going on, it's incredible. Now, if you're waiting for me to get to Scripture, I'm going to get to that. And I'm going to lay it out the way I laid it out to my kids when they were real young. Okay? Here's, I mean, this is a guy, the guy behind it is the same guy still drawing a paycheck bigger than we pay the president. He gets the most money out of anybody in the federal government in an office that the Constitution knows nothing about. No authority for. Okay? This guy, Anthony Fauci. This is the same guy that in one video says he's getting the shot in his left arm and goes on national television on CBS and taps his right arm saying, oh, that little soreness in my arm. Just hours later, he is a pathological liar. You cannot trust anything that comes out of this man's mouth. Anything. How he has remained 
in his position for half a century is beyond me. I mean, it really is beyond me. So I'm going to have several articles up here with that, and I'm going to get to the CIA part of this in just a moment. Now, you heard the other day, Laura Logan. And if you didn't hear it, let me give you a little sample of what she had to say about Fauci. And so in that moment, what you see on Dr. Fauci, this is what people say to me, that he doesn't represent science to them. He represents Joseph Mengele, Dr. Joseph Mengele, uh, the the Nazi doctor who did experiments on Jews during the Second World War and in the concentration camps. And I am talking about people all across the world are saying this because the response from COVID, what it has done to countries everywhere, what it has done to civil liberties, the suicide rates, the poverty, it has obliterated economies. The level of suffering that has been created because of this disease is now being seen in the cold light of day, i.e. the truth. And people see that there's no justification for what is being done. All right. That's exactly right. But why is that? How can, how can these guys be so out front about what they're doing? We can see it. They lie to us every day. We see through the lies, don't we? How can it be? Because we didn't, put, we didn't bring justice. We didn't bring justice. You know, Bradley's article from yesterday, if you guys didn't see it, about the Let's Go Brandon stuff, is it, spot on. I had somebody actually in the Telegram uh, channel, our Telegram channel, who actually wanted to say, well, Tim, look, some people, you know, in their hearts, they have this secret thing about how serious everything is. They're just communicating this chant in solidarity, something like that. I forget what it was specifically. I don't, I don't want to misquote the guy or, or put words in their mouth. But that's the way they were putting it. And I said, well, wait a minute. Jesus said, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay? Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Don't tell me this stuff about we got something secret in our heart, but with our mouth we're saying something else. And then on top of that, entertaining ourselves right out of our freedoms by thinking that these chants, let's go, Brandon, is somehow hurting or bringing justice to the people that we're mocking. It doesn't. They are mocking you if you're engaged in that because they're saying, you wimp, spineless, wussified, effeminate people. You're not going to do anything. They're up there going, sticks and stones will break my bones. You know, you know the rest. They're going to the bank with it. They're staying in their positions. What are you doing? Let's go, Brandon. NASCAR events, football games, basketball games, and all that. And it's great that the people have solidarity that they they say they're against something, but there's no force to it, none at all. And who's the joke on? It's on you if you're engaged in that. So yeah, there there you go. I, I just wanted I wanted to let let you know that because I thought it was a it was a good point. Now I'm going to have some videos up that I'm going to throw in, including the one that I played before. This one is uh, from a decade ago. The swine flu, Fauci in on that one too. 
Uh, there's another one, which is I played for you portions of the Milken Institute, that conspiracy that went on there in October 2019. I've uploaded the full thing so you can see everything that's on there. Okay? You can see everything that's on there. Uh, and then what I want to do is I want to play Rand Paul here. It's only about four minutes. And I want you to listen to what he has to say because five years in jail for Fauci lying to Congress. Let me just let this play, and then I want to give some words to this. We're going to hit the CIA thing, and we're going to bring it back to what Scripture has to say. Here it is. It looked like human manipulation of one of the genomes in the, in the January 31st, 2020 note to Dr. Fauci. We also saw the feverishly written emails back and forth, worried that, in fact, NIH money supported this not only lab but gain of function, correct? Yeah, when Dr. Fauci first heard about this on January 31st, the emails were being exchanged all through the night, and I think he was truly worried that this came from the lab. That's when the cover-up began. Immediately the next day, all of a sudden, four or five virologists were saying, it looks like gain-of-function, it looks like it came out of the lab, and then all of a sudden the next morning things are changing. Most of the rest of the emails have been redacted, so we haven't gotten the full discussion of how he convinced them to change their position. But you have to realize this is the same Dr. Fauci who in, 19, in 2012 said that even if a pandemic occurred, the research was worth it. He has always been an advocate of gain-of-function research, and he said even if it were to leak from a lab, infect a scientist, and cause a pandemic. So I find that hard to believe that we still would have someone with such poor judgment who believes that even a pandemic would be worth it, that that person is in charge of the research for our government. I find it astounding. It's beyond astounding. And you were right the whole time and good for you. My understanding is, is that even today, because you had a bill that I believe passed unanimously in the Senate, we were talking about it earlier, that in fact would stop funding the Wuhan virology lab. We're still funding that lab today? Well, that's what these new documents uh, show us, that they're, they have another set of funding that's going to last from 2020 to 2025. This is your government. But, uh, just in August, I passed a, a unanimous amendment to stop it. But, you know, Dr. Fauci's been asked about this. Senator Kennedy asked him in committee, do you trust the scientists? And he said, that's where the viruses are. We have to, and we have to keep investing there. But what if it leaked? And what if they didn't help us with a leak? And what if it originated, they knew it all along and failed to tell us? Would we still not, would Dr. Fauci not reassess his trust of the Chinese communists in their lab? The Intercept documents also showed that this came out of a Biosafety 3 lab, which is a lab that nobody believes is secure enough to be dealing with these deadly pathogens. And yes, they were taking viruses that were not as transmissible to humans. They were adding S proteins, which is how the, the virus attaches to the cell from bat viruses out of a cave. And lo and behold, they created viruses that are not found in nature that were more transmissible than what they started. The very definition of gain of function. And you've never heard one of the journalists that gets to interview Dr. Fauci, you've never heard one of them ask, why is it not gain of function? He just says, oh, it isn't. Why is it not gain of function? The viruses are more transmissible to human. Why is it not gain of function? Last question. If I were to lie to Congress, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty certain that um, I'd be charged with a crime. You've been saying that your belief is, under oath, that Dr. Anthony Fauci lied to Congress. Last time I checked, that's against the law. Isn't it, Senator? 
It's a felony punishable with five years in jail. We've referred it to the Department of Justice. I don't think Biden's Department of Justice will do anything with it. But yes, it, it, is, it is very dangerous to have public officials who we need to have trust in coming and lying to us. But he has lied dozens of times. Usually he tells us that it's for our own good. But yes, he has dissembled, he has obfuscated, there's other nicer words, but he has definitely lied to the American public, and he should be held responsible. But not just that, the, the, the judgment that we should continue to fund this lab and that the virus in all likelihood came from the lab, I think is such incredibly poor judgment that he should be immediately removed. Senator, okay. very revealing. Thank right, you. For- so so there, there's, there's the little thing. Five years, five years of this, but he's done it dozens of times. Dozens of times. So let's say a dozen. What is that? That's like 60 years, right? Again, I go back to how is that just to make the people that he has harmed, that he has lied to, pay to to keep him up for 60 years? I mean, if you get that. How is that justice? This guy has lied about things that have resulted in the deaths of, of tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Americans, maybe millions, through his lies. And by the way, I don't think this is just an issue to turn over to the DOJ. I'm wondering why the senator doesn't call the sergeant at arms to come in and arrest this man and at least put him under arrest and really put it back on the DOJ, the executive branch, to do their job. It's not the job of the legislative branch to prosecute. So I'm not holding him accountable for that. But don't you have a sergeant at arms up there that you can have say, wait a minute, wait a minute, we've got perjury going on here. This man needs to be arrested. And put him under arrest and then turn it over to the DOJ and let them own it. Let them own it. We don't see any of that. None of that. They're playing a game here. They're playing a game. The other thing that came out um, about the book, let me get to the um, deal here I got. Now, this one I put out yesterday. CIA-led military response, quote-unquote, to pandemic was to usher in worldwide totalitarianism. You can see that going on across the world. Uh, you can see this going on across the world. Now, the story comes from uh, Leo Homan. Now, he used to be with uh, WND, if I'm not mistaken. And um, he's read the book. I'm in the process of it. He's read the book. And... Here's what he had to say about this particular portion. He said, I think the parts of the book people are really going to be interested in is the history of Tony Fauci. Uh, Kennedy told Howes there's a special interview coming up um, on the 18th, I think, to where he's going to, I guess, drop some bombshells that he didn't even have in the book uh, that he's put out. Instead of having a medical response to a medical crisis, we had a militarized response and we had a monetized response. You get that? A militar, a militarized response, and we had a monetized response. Here's what he had to say. All of the policies of Fauci were designed to facilitate the public view that the vaccines were the only way out of the pandemic, and then came the use of orchestrated fear as propaganda to get people to be locked in under house arrest and induce a condition that is known as Stockholm Syndrome, 
which makes people grateful to their captors and believing in them that the only way to survive, the only way out of the crisis is total obedience to the commands of the captor. And he went on to say this, and again, this is Kennedy. One of the things I think I show that will surprise people in the deep involvement of intelligence agencies, not only in the gain of function funding in Wuhan and the very odd partnerships that had the Chinese military scientists, but also how it was the intelligence community, particularly the CIA, that conspired with Tony Fauci. Oh, he used that word, didn't he? Conspired with Tony Fauci to use the pandemic as a pretense to impose totalitarian controls to obliterate the Bill of Rights, which is what they're doing, not only in the United States, but in democracies across the world. His research research turned up that 68% of Fauci's salary comes from bioweapons research. I thought we weren't supposed to be involved in that stuff. Wasn't that some kind of Geneva Convention kind of stuff that we're not supposed to be involved in that kind of stuff? Okay, well, we're not involved in it, but we're paying the Chinese to do it. Let me tell you something. Where does the money go when people in China make money? Where does it ultimately end up? That's right, it's communism, so it ends up in the coffers of the Communist Party. Why is Dr. Fauci taking our money illegally, unconstitutionally, and giving it to our enemies? Why is that going on? Why is he not being charged with treason? Forget the perjury right now. Why is he not being charged with treason? Huh? Why is that not going on? Is the T word some kind of four-letter N-word thing or something that I missed somewhere? Why is treason not on the table here? And I'm dead serious when people think I'm out for blood. I'm not. It's just the corruption has gotten so bad. The things they're doing are worthy they're worthy of death. Read Romans 1, 18 and following. So he goes on. And it states Kennedy's research turned up that 68% of Fauci's salary comes from bioweapons research. He peels back the layers of the long history of Fauci's tenure at the National Institute of Health and shows how, through the AIDS crisis, which we talked about the first of the show, he um parlayed into a multi-billion dollar agency that no longer does basic public health research, which, again, you can't find in our Constitution. Our Constitution knows nothing of government being involved in science or health. It just It's not there. Article 1, it's not there. Oh, well, don't you know the welfare clause? Yeah, I know what the welfare clause is. It's followed by what it means by welfare in the enumerated powers of Congress in Article 1. That's what it means doesn't mean what we've come to know as welfare. That's how socialists work. They manipulate the language. I've told you this over and over and over and over. And we're like several generations into the manipulation of the language of welfare. Kennedy said, it does pharmaceutical drug development. It's the principal incubator for new pharmaceutical products. From 2009 to 2016, there were about 240 new drugs approved by the FDA that all came out of Tony Fauci's shop. And Fauci and his agency were allowed to patent those drugs. That's a conflict of interest. Okay? So, of course, they're going to push it. They own the patent for them. 
And individuals within those agencies, including Fauci, can keep up to $150,000 a year from royalties on products they develop at NIH. And it's funded with your money. Illegally, unconstitutionally. There's more to this. Bill Gates gets in the mix. Uh, he's brought in. But you see that, that Fauci's been working with the CIA on this. He's obviously been working with the Mockingbird Media. We come down here near the end of the um, uh, article, and they point out Nixon signed a bioweapons security treaty in 1972, which made it illegal to do any kind of experimentation or storing of biological weapons. See how they're getting around the technicalities of it? They're going to China. But under the Trump administration, remember, they were already purchasing millions of the bioweapon shot, the COVID shot, and storing them before they were ever approved for emergency use authorization. Remember that? I played you the video from, uh, what's the guy's name? Purnell, Parnell, something like that. The guy over the military who was, they were going to be distributing it. They were going to be delivering it. But the CIA continued to do it illegally, funding it through USAID. And we've had several articles on USAID. And there's just a ton of stuff here in this article. Um, The Pentagon didn't want to get into that business because they felt they would be exposed. So they started funneling money through NIH, and that money ended up with Tony Fauci. That's what Kennedy says. In addition to the $6.1 billion Fauci gets from U.S. taxpayers every year for this region, you're paying $6.1 billion for your own destruction. And your kid's future, by the way. Every year for this research, he gets another $1.6 billion from the military to do bioweapons research, which they call dual-use research. I, there's, you can read the rest of this at sonsoflibertymedia.com. All of this is blood money. All of it's blood money. What does the Bible have to say about something like this? This is one of the passages of Scripture that I, if you have kids, this is one of the first things I would recommend that you want to drill into their heads. Okay? You know that old saying, if you lie down with dogs, you get up with fleas? If you, um, what's the the other one? Um, Bad company corrupts good morals. Okay? Listen to what Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give real equity, by the way, (laughs) to give uh, subtility to the simple, to the young man knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels, to understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You get that? Not the fear of hell, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's also the beginning of wisdom. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace unto unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If Fauci entices you to go along with him for a dishonest gain, you're going to see that in just a minute. Don't consent to that. But people did. 
And Solomon goes on in verse 11 to say, if they say, come with us, let us wait for blood. Let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them up as alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. He's warning him. Don't go along with them. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. You've already seen that in the first part of the show. They're even doing it to little children, helpless little children. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. And they lay wait for their own blood. They think they're going to get one over on somebody else to get dishonest gain. It's going to come from their own blood. Their own blood is going to be required of them. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain. Which, by the way, the Bible says, those who teach that gain is godliness or godliness is gain are liars. They're false teachers. Look, if you've got a lot, if God's blessed you in this life with a lot, then be thankful to him for that. And if he's given you a little, then be thankful to him for that. Has nothing to do in bearing with your status before God, whether you're rich or poor. Okay? So are the ways with everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. I mean, this to me was one of the things I wanted to point my kids to. And I may stay over just a few minutes, okay? So those of you on Red State Talk Radio, if you want to join the rest of this, sonsoflibertymedia.com, beforeitsnews.com, Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Because there are a couple of things. I know this from experience. I know what it is to run with some people like this. I've spoken to you guys about a man by the name of Eddie Dowell in Gastonia, North Carolina. This was 25, 30 years ago. I I don't know. It's been a long time. Some of you may not even remember the name Eddie Dowell, but he was a bondsman in the city of Gastonia, North Carolina. And Eddie Dowell, the reason all of this went, uh, this story ended up of his murder went national was because he was involved with Michael Jordan, the basketball player. I used to run around. I, there were four young men who got together, just like what Proverbs said, let us go in, let's take this guy's life, because they knew he carried a, a briefcase with jewels and uh, money and some other things. Let's, let's kill him and let's take his stuff. On the other side of closing this out, I'll tell you what happened, and we'll close out the show. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Lord willing, we'll be back with you. I said it yesterday. It was supposed to be Wednesday, and I was lost in Tuesday. So tomorrow we're going to have the Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor on with us. Lord willing, 6 a.m. We'll see you then. Okay. All right. So what was the story with Eddie Dow? Well, these four young men, and I'll just tell you, Two of the guys I didn't know. One of the guys I went to school with, I graduated with, he had a twin brother. They looked just like each other. When you walked down the hall, you wouldn't know which one was what. He was the trigger man. And then there was another guy who was in the group, 
And he used to hang out with us and go to the clubs and things like that and do, you know, go to the beach, everything. You know, we all did this stuff. And these guys laid in wait for this guy, Eddie Dow. And I'm not saying Eddie Dow was a great guy, but he didn't deserve to be murdered for his stuff. Okay. These guys murdered him. They stole his briefcase, had lots of money in it and some jewels and stuff like this in there. These fools went out and started buying stuff. The one guy that used to run around in our group went and bought a brand new motorcycle. It was about ten dollars or $11,000. I forget what it was at the time. That was a lot of money for a motorcycle then. I don't know what they are now. They got busted. The trigger man, I believe his name was Buckley or Buckler, I forget, something like that. He's still on death row in North Carolina. Still on death row. They haven't put him to death yet. He got the death sentence like 30 years ago. See, our system knows nothing of justice. Nothing. It's still draining the resources of Mr. Dow's family to keep this guy up. The other guys, I believe, all got 21 years. They're probably out of jail now. They all got 21 years for doing what they're doing. Same thing of what's said here in Proverbs. And you say, what does that have to do with Fauci? Because Fauci should be facing the same thing, not the 30-year thing. It should be a swift justice. Why? Because he's out to make money by lying in wait to shed innocent blood. That's what he's doing. Hear me clearly. This is not a thing for let's go Brandon. This is a thing for we're demanding you bring justice on this man's head. There's a big difference in those two things if you don't see it. Well, Tim, I agree with that. And then you go out and you do your let's go Brandon thing and you do your thing of your political idolatry. And you think if you just vote red, that'll make it happen. Nope, ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. The Constitution's clear. The militia is put in place, the constitutional militia, not the federal militia that they put in and tried to twist into saying, well, this is the militia talking about by far. Nope, founding fathers knew nothing of that. They didn't, they didn't want a standing army. In fact, they limited it to two years if you had to have one, and you had to re-up it. And they've, once they established it, they re-up it every two years. They're keeping the technicalities there when there's no need for the standing army. How are we going to how are we going to handle that? We'll bring them back to the states. They live in the states. They're already trained. Let them let them be part of those who train the militia. You and me. Why? The militia is necessary for the security of a free state. Is your state free? Is it really free? Or is it under the dictates and edicts of tyrants like Anthony Fauci, Joe Biden, and a lot of them? People who aren't even uh, elected to office. Is it really free? Do you need to wake up from that slumber that you're in and see it for what it is? Now, there's some brave people in America, no doubt. And there are some free people here in America. No question about that. But I would venture to guess there's a lot of people in America who are neither brave nor free. They're slaves of the system. They're slaves to their own sin. Their own transgressions of God's law. And as a result of being a slave to their own transgressions of God's law, they're a slave to tyrants who are lawless men.
What's the way to be free from this? Well, the Bible tells us there is a Savior from sin, the Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, I stayed up till 11.30 last night. I just want to tell you guys this. Speaking with a Muslim man. Two and a half hours we spoke. Great conversation. Just, honestly, a, a very kind man. And we spoke at length about certain things we had in common, but at, at, the, at, the, at the point where I went to the Bible, he was like, well, okay, I, you know, when it, he didn't want to, he acknowledged that he believed in Jesus, that he's a prophet. And I said, but the Bible says he's more than that. And I went directly to John chapter 1, and uh, let me give you a little flavor of that, of what, what we covered um, just so you have an idea of kind of, you know, the thought process. And we had a great conversation. We really did. He received what I had to say, and he says, I want to talk to you more, and maybe you can teach me more about the Bible. How's that? I, I think that's that's got to be a work of a Holy Spirit if a man wants to learn what the Bible says. Because the natural man doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God, nor can he know them. He can't know them apart from the Spirit of God. And so we went to John chapter 1. Check this out. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, who is the Word? Well, we're not told right off the bat, but most of, us, most of us who know this passage know the Word is the Lord Jesus Christ. And what does it say about that? If, you've got, if you're a Jehovah's Witness, if you're... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I clicked on the wrong thing there. Sorry about that. <laughs> if you are... A person who knows this, you know exactly who it's talking about. If you're Jehovah's Witness and you've got that New World Translation, you know that they've inputted the letter A in there, and the word was a God. Now that goes against what they say they believe about not having any other gods before you, but... The truth of the matter is, when you pull this up in the Greek, and I could—I wish I had a camera so I could take books and stick out here, and I could just show you in books that I don't have, like digitized or whatever, but it could show you the Greek translation. There is no A in there. It's just the Word was God. And I want you to listen to how it lays it out. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. By who? By the Word. That's the focus of the passage. You'll see it as it comes down. Word and light, they get inter, you know intermingled here. But the Word is the one doing this. All things were made by Him. That, that's things that are visible and things that are invisible. And without Him was not anything made that was made. Now, the Jehovah's Witnesses and others will say, well, wait a minute. Jesus was first created, and then He created everything else. Well, that's not what the text says. All things were made by Him. If Jesus is made... If the Son of God is made, and somebody else made him, then he didn't make all things, did he? This is simple logic. It's not hard. And again, I've told you, the word here really should be translated. It should read like this. In the beginning was the logic, and the logic was with God, and the logic was God. That's how it should read. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light. Who's the light? 
Well, the light is the word, the logic, the 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 logos, the 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 Lord Jesus. That's who the light is too. That all men through him might believe. He was not that light. John was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. So check that out. I mean, again, the light and the word, the same person. He was in the world. The world was made by him. Now, who are we told made everything? The word, right? And the word is also the light. The world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, check this out, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Which, and I know this is going to be tough for some of you people with the free will stuff, okay? But just listen to what it says. Which were born not of blood. It's not about what your mommy and daddy, your pedigree are. Nor of the will of the flesh. It's not about your will whether you're born again. Nor of the will of man. Somebody that just lays it on you and says, yep, you're born again but of God. They were born of God. And then we're told this, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Now I, I got to tell you, I've never spoken to a Muslim like this man. I it was just, it was a great conversation. The Muslims I've dealt with were over in Charlotte and you could tell when you spoke to them, especially if you brought something up like this, they had this look in their eye like you were very cautious to keep a couple of steps back from them because they looked like they were going to cut your head off right then and there. So I've never had a conversation like this. This guy says, I love Jesus. If Jesus were to appear, I would probably outrun you to go be with him. And I said, that's great. I said, but you need to recognize him for who he is. And so we went through the passage and he was really amazed at that. And we talked for uh, John chapter 15, John chapter 16, of Jesus' own words about who he is, what he was going to do, how he was going to go to the Father, and then he was going to send the Spirit. And the Spirit would not only be with us, but he would be in us. And, and this young man, he was very fascinated. Again, it was a great con- I'm hoping we're going to have some more because he says, hey, we, can, can, I, can we have another conversation like this because... And you teach me the Bible. And I'm like, happy to do that. Friends, the one who came incarnate, the eternal God who made the worlds and all things that you don't see included in that, wrapped himself in flesh, humbled himself as a servant, as a man, lived under the law, learned obedience unto God, the, Bible, the, the book of Hebrews tells us, lived perfectly before the Father and before man. No man could accuse him of sin. And then gave his life as a ransom for sinners in order that they might not be in the bondage of sin, that they might not fall into the pitfalls that Anthony Fauci, the CIA, and the rest of these guys are in, but that they might be made righteous before God and saved from their sin. See, that is the message here. And listen, God can't just wipe the slate and say, Tim Brown's sins are wiped out, that's it, and be just. He can't just do that. 
Because in order to be just, he has to punish the law-breaking that I did. Now, how does he do that? Well, there's one of two ways. He can punish me under his wrath, and I have no means of surviving that. Or he can punish it in the death of his son, and the law be fulfilled in that. Because the, the law requires the soul that sins will surely what? Die. It will surely die. And so when we transgress the law, when, that's what sin is, transgression of the law, there is a requirement for that. It is death. And it's the Lord Jesus Christ who has given himself on behalf of sinners that he might, in the words of John 3.16, save the believing ones so that they don't perish. Let me ask you something today. Are you a believing one or an unbelieving one? If you're a believing one, Christ has saved you from your sin. You won't perish in those. He has promised so. If you're an unbelieving one, you're condemned already, and the command to you is to repent. It is to turn from that unbelief. It is to throw yourself on the mercy of God. You say, are you going to tell me to say a sinner's prayer? No, I don't do that stuff. Because when God opens your eyes, you'll do it all on your own. And you don't have to say all the right words. It might be just something as simple as, have mercy on me, a sinner. I mean, that's what Jesus said about the publican who went into the temple. You know when God awakens your conscience and gives you a new heart, you know it because you're in fear of him. And you bow before him, and you cry out for mercy. And those who do that are given mercy. But if you're one of those who continue to go along and you know nothing of that, then you know nothing of grace. You know nothing of God's goodness. You've not tasted and seen that the Lord is good. But I call you to that today. And uh, if you are some who are mature in the faith, and you're recalled back to the time where God did that for you, then give him praise for that. Give him glory for that today, that he was kind to you and showed you mercy. Therefore, let's go and do the same for others. All right, guys, Bradley will be back with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Again, we'll have the Common Core Diva Lynn Taylor on for Rotten to the Core Wednesday tomorrow. Don't miss that. We'll see you then. Take care.